Welcome back to Ground Zero Fitness Podcast. This is episode number 43, and Kyle and I are going to talk about warm-ups. That's a big question that I get all the time, Is and I'm sure Kyle does too. In fact, we get people asking that in Avalon all the time too, like, hey, like, what should I be doing for my warm-up leading into a strength training session? Now, if you look this up online, man, you're going to go in a million different directions, right? Like there's people that are actually making a living as we speak, selling their warm-up routines pre-lifting. So you think of like McGill, the mm-hmm. big three. He basically has made a living on his big three and some other stuff like that. Um, you know, like, like Squat University is another one where he's all about the ankle mobility and the hip mobility and the, all of that stuff and how warmups are really important for that. Now, then there's like the opposite side of the spectrum where it's just walk into the gym and start warming up with lighter movements than um, with lighter weights on the movement on the main movement for that day. So if you squat, you walk in and squat. If you deadlift, you walk in and you start deadlifting with light loads and your body will warm up there. So Kyle and I are, Kyle and I actually have different takes on this. So we're going to discuss what we do when we get ready for a training session. And then we're going to debate a little bit back and forth about some of the more intricate parts of warmups and training sessions. So Kyle, do you want to talk a little bit about what you do from a warmup perspective? My warmups really changed over the years. I remember when I first started, I wouldn't really do much of anything and then I got a bunch of injuries. And then sometimes, sometimes when you get injured, you question everything you do. So you change everything up. So that I started including warmups. Not sure if, honestly, I'm not even sure if that is the reason that I'm not as injured as before. But anyways, I've gone the whole full circle of no warmups, a ton of warmups, and then finding whatever the middle ground is right now. And my warmups are honestly very similar to yours. I just add a literally three to four minutes more, which is depending on what I'm doing, right? So lower body days, I like just activating my core and doing the McGill big three. I don't actually do that on most days. I only do those on days that I don't feel so confident in. So sometimes if, if I had a long sleep or I was just sitting for long periods of the day, I feel my core is just not strong because you're, you're in a neutral or you're not even, you're in a compromised position the entire day. So I feel like having to activate that is actually something I do need before my squats or deadlifts. And for those days, I'll perform the McGill big three. Now in the past, I did do like GPP work or conditioning work for, I think it was five to six months. I would have a bunch of warmups prior to my working sets. And that was like, four sets of 25 of super lightweight, but just getting the blood pumping, raising your general physical preparedness and getting into the lifts already sweating and your blood flows already going, your blood's pumping and and you're ready to, to hit your lifts. Um, so I went from that to now where I don't really do many warmups. I'll usually just do McGill big three And then on upper body days, sometimes I'll do shoulder mobility work, which I don't even do much of nowadays. And my warm up is literally four to five minutes 
before I get into my working sets. So I, I think Sam had an idea that I would be talking a lot for the warm up side, but honestly, at this point in my lifting career, I hate to say that warm ups are not important, but I haven't got injured in a while, and I don't think warm ups are the reasons why you're getting injured. Usually, when you're getting injured, it could be through form, form issues, right? Like you're just not bracing. Um, your new, your spine's in a new, your spine's in a compromised position when you're squatting or deadlifting and all these bunch of other stuff. Um, warming up doesn't really credit. I mean, I think warming up gets too much credit for pre preventing injuries and whatnot. I don't know, Sam, take it away. Cause I think I'm, the more I think about it, I've really gone full circle with it where I went from always putting weight in, in the warmups and getting all my warmups done prior to my list to now just doing the bare minimum. So, yeah. And here's what I like is Kyle said, I figured out what works for me. I'm not getting injured. I am seeing progress. Like you've been posting some pretty big like PRs recently, you know, on the squats and stuff. And like, you know, I've figured out what works for me and that's four to five minutes of, you know, whether it's mobility work or whatever you, it is that you need to do. You know, I feel like when I do the McGill's big three, I get my, you know, my core, I can brace better just because it's all lubed up and I'm feeling it. So like that makes, that makes a lot of sense there. Now, like I've came, I've came full circle on this too, to the point where I'm like, really dogmatic on the, you don't need specific mobility, warm-up routines that aren't specific to the lifts that you are doing on that day. Right. Um, and we can just back it all the way up to, again, I was a college pitcher, right? Okay. Now one of what you don't do as a college pitcher is you roll up to the ballpark, you get on the mound and you start throwing the baseball as hard as you can. It's a great way to tear a bunch of stuff up, hurt yourself. Right. So like back in those days when I would, you know, this is from an athletic standpoint, so it's a little bit different than just general strength training, but it got to the point where I would have about an hour, hour, 15 minutes of warmups, whether that was mobility work, like a dynamic warmup, um, throwing weighted balls, that kind of thing. Before I even picked up a baseball to actually play the game, you know what I'm saying? So I've, I've been on that like warm up side where it's like, I need to do this or I'm going to get hurt. Right. But was that actually the case? I don't know. But so I, I've experienced that part. So now I'm going to get to where I am at now, which is when I go to lift, say it's a squat session. I walk into the gym. I put my shoes on my lifting shoes on. I put my bag somewhere, or if I'm in my garage, I walk into my garage and I walk up to the barbell and I get under the barbell, the empty barbell, and I do it for sets of five, right? And that's warming up using the movement that you are actually going for. And then you incrementally add weight up. And as you go about doing that, as you're putting the bar, the, 
as you're putting weights on the bar and walking around, you're naturally warming up. Because what we really want to do is like for, from a joint perspective, when we're warming up is, you know, get that synovial fluid in the joints going. So, you know, your hips are tight. Well, you can do hip mobility. That's unspecific to the movement that you're training, or you can just squat and slowly increase the, the range of motion get the synovial joints lubricated more, and then you're going to find yourself in the positions that you need to be. Right. Um, so that's kind of my take on it. It's the same thing. Like if I have a deadlift day on a Friday, I walk into the gym, I don't do anything. I don't activate my glutes. I don't activate my core because my core and my glutes were activated as soon as I rolled out of bed in the morning and they're good to go. Right. And then you just slowly incrementally add the weights up. And, you know, I haven't been injured in quite a while either from that, from that side. In fact, I would almost argue to say that I dealt with more aches and pains in training when I would warm up extensively, you know, cause it's not, those warmups aren't specific to what you're actually doing. Um, so that's what I'm, where I'm trying to get on this whole thing is that, People have like the warmups as GPP, right? Or preventative maintenance. I, I think those were some of the things like that you mentioned. And I just find that if you're trying to get a workout in with your warmup, all that's doing is taking away from the actual work that you're trying to do. So that's like, that's my whole encompassing take on this right now is especially when I talk to people who don't have a lot of time, like, and they, but they want to spend 20 minutes on a warmup and then their workouts, 45 minutes or an hour. And then they're like, I don't have time to work out. Well, maybe we should cut out that bullshit 20 minute warm up that isn't specific to what you're trying to do. Just kind of get you loosened up a little bit through the warm ups as you work up to your top sets and you're good to go. That's my whole take on, on the, the warm up side of things. But, you know, people have all sorts of reasons like Kyle, he likes getting that warm. He likes warm ups. He sees benefit from it. So it's fine. Right. It's mainly like this. My whole take is directed specifically at people who say they don't have time, but they need the warm, but they want to do a big warm up. And it's like, what are you trying to go for here? Are you trying to get good at warming up? Are you trying to get good at squatting? Take your pick. I think that's where, where you have to understand what, what's the point of you doing your warm up, right? Just like you mentioned, is your warm up to, I don't know. Is it for injury prevention? If you're thinking about an injury prevention measure, how would you get injured there isn't on the squat? Any. If you, let's say you you get injured on the squat, either it's a freak accident, or you were just performing the lift incorrectly for a long period of time, and it just kept stacking up, right? And and most importantly, here's here's the other one that I want to throw in there. You get injured when you do, when you force your body into something it's not adapted to, right? So a lot of people like specifically on the deadlift, they may end up with some spinal flexion, which is rounding in their, you know, it could even be in their lower back. Same with squats. You could have some of that flexion, like, you know, like a butt wink. Yep. Right. Um, or in the deadlift and same thing. And that gets you hurt when you're overloading it to something you're not adapted to. Cause who, who are we to say that a little spinal flexion is inherently dangerous is going to cause you injury or like squat university, for instance, always talks about how like hip shift in the bottom of a squat yeah. 
is going to injure you. No, not necessarily, especially if you're adapted to, um, if you're adapted to having a little bit of hip shift, you know? So that's why I think the whole like injury prevention thing on a warm, on the warm up stands standpoint is absolutely bullshit because what about like getting on and doing mobile ankle mobility and hip flexibility exercises or the McGill's big three is going to prepare you for a 500 pound squat. Mm -hmm. What prepares you for a 500 pound squat is you previously squatting 495 and before that squatting 490 and before that squatting 470 you know, and you're just slowly adapting to it. So it's like, that's my whole problem. Get your body generally warmed up. And a lot of times that could be just walking into the gym on a hot day. You walk in and you're warmed up. If you work on a, you know, say you work outside or you work something that's physical labor. If you go to the gym right after work, you're probably warmed up enough. You know, um, it's just like another barrier. I feel like the warmups is another barrier to exercise in proper training to make things more difficult to make things more difficult. It's like, like think about some of the barriers, like on a nutrition standpoint that people come up with. Oh, there's like, Oh, you need, you need vitamins and minerals and you need all of this. When in fact you don't probably, you just need to stop eating like a child. Yeah. Um, and to add on to your point as well, when you're squatting and you feel, you feel tight hip, you, you feel your hips are a little tight. You feel your ankles are a little tight. The reason you're trying to loosen all those up is so you can perform the squat, right? But why can't you just put the barbell on your back and just pause at the bottom and try to force yourself lower and lower each time? The weight will push you down into a position where you feel like that's the, that's the depth you can hit. And over time you'll feel loose enough. So when you keep on adding your weights up until the point where you have to hit your working sets, your mobility is already good to go. Right. Absolutely. But there are, there are times where I feel like my shoulders, like squat days and shoulders. Sometimes my shoulders just feel really tight where just getting my arms under like behind the bar and behind my back is difficult. So sometimes I'll just like roll my shoulders around, do some arm circles, um, do some banded mobility stuff, shoulder stuff. But that's not even on, on most days. That's just on those occasional days where you just sleep. You sleep in a very bad way that somehow you wake up in the morning, your shoulders in all, the, all kinds of pain. So yeah, like for mobility work, for all that stuff, Technically, you could just get under the bar on an extremely light weight and just work up. Absolutely. That's especially for people that are under a time crunch. I think that's a really good way of going about doing it. Like, shockingly, a squat mobilizes your hips and your ankles and your knees and your lower back and your shoulders and everything. So it's like, full range of motion squats where the hip crease is down below the knee loaded is probably the best form of hip mobility there is, you know? So I'm, I'm actually frustrated in this podcast right now because we're agreeing 
I wanted this to be a shootout about warmups <laughs> well, for entertainment value. I mean, I came from the sports side as well of like, I remember my training sessions being two hours and the first half an hour, actually it's different on days, but for the three hour training days, half an hour would be a warm up, And then you go into your secondary warm up, which is usually like mobile. What is it called? So I did a lot of conditioning in the first half hour or no warm up in the first half an hour into conditioning work in the second half an hour before you even like do any other types of warmups as in like playing your actual sport. And I understand for a sport because you're trying to improve your cardiovascular system so that you can actually last the full length of a game. That makes sense. But if you're like you said, if you're under a barbell, Dude, I'm never going to get tired <laughs> under like, I don't know, like a set of five, I'll recover from. I get those two minutes rest and then I'll go again. But your GPP, your conditioning will never be that low or it should not be that low to the point where your warmups are the reasons why you can rest for a shorter period amount of time on your, on your squats or your deadlifts or your bench press. That's just how I feel now where a warm-up is not actually as beneficial as most people may think. Um, and obviously there's a lot of biases, but like I tore my ACL. I mean, I tore my meniscus and I sprained my ACL, ACL and I did a bunch of warm-ups. I warmed up for half an hour before every single training session when I played badminton and I did six times a week. There were like injuries happen, freak accidents happen. And that's not to say that warmups are useless, but to say that warmups are the reason why you won't get injured is a very, it's, it's like a very loose philosophy. Like you don't know if that's actually true at the end of the day, it could be placebo and, and you actually don't know. So the best you can do if you're, if you're squatting, if you're deadlifting, if you're bench pressing, the more important thing to do is worry about your form. And obviously you won't like the thing you're talking about, like squat university and, and like worrying about worry about your form, but don't be so worried about your form that you're, you're unable to push yourself. Exactly. You're too scared to improve. Don't be the guy that says, eh, my, uh, my form breaks down at really heavy weights. So I'm just going to work at light weights to improve my form. Well, that's cool but I don't care how many perfect 135 pound squats you can do. That doesn't get you better at doing a good quality squat at 315. Exactly. If your form breaks down at 295, you know? Um, and I think maybe that's kind of where, where I want to go here a little bit with this is people talk about their warm up increasing their GPP, right? Fine. Sure. People talk about warm ups being injury preventative. People talk about their warmups, activating the muscles that are going to be used and stuff. Now, if we like break this down for why we train, like we train to get stronger, right? And we figured out over this podcast and a lot of smarter people than us have figured out that the best way to get your body strong is through those compound lifts, right? 
And how you get stronger at those is by continuously practicing those, right? So why, why do we have to like do something that isn't that actual activity to warm us up for it, I guess, or like the GPP part, if you want to increase your GPP, why don't you schedule an actual GPP training session, you know, after your strength training, don't do it before. Cause that takes away from the most important physical adaptation we're going after, which is the strength. Right. But if like, that's your priority, then maybe you should prioritize GPP, but like, don't, don't use a warm up to increase GPP. Just do GPP. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I don't know if maybe that's where you're at on it now. And if you're wanting to work on hip and ankle or whatever mobility, do hip and ankle mobility specifically to do that. Don't do that mobility to increase and get you in better positions in your squat. Because the way you get in better positions in your squat is by squatting. And I don't know, I, I think I got pretty dogmatic on that a little bit, but like just if you could focus, you know, on the actual goal, then that helps you out in the long run. And instead of trying to mix in other things, I guess is where I'm trying to yeah. get at with this. Yeah. Stop adding so many variables, just keep it to the basics. Yeah. And if you want to go after something like, then actually schedule that in like for this one may like, like relate to a lot of people. Like we're squatting. Okay. Now say you are, you know, we've had a few people on the podcast. We had Seth, we talked about the wife of sexual say you're about ready to get hot and heavy with your wife. Do you do warm up for that? <laughs> do you? No. Why would you, <laughs> you get in there and you get after it. Right. Okay. Same thing with same thing should apply to squats. Just get in there and get after it. And with your wife, you probably don't want to, you probably don't want to go in there too fast. So like, don't load up your squats so heavy, really fast or else you're going to, you know, let her rip a little bit too early or get injured like you would in the squats. And then yeah, nobody's this is, this is actually like the perfect analogy. <laughs> yeah. Cause this actually makes sense to people. Yep. Yep. So it's like, but it's not going to be like, oh, hold up, babe. I need to go do my banded hip mobility routine before me and you get after it. Give me five. Grade <laughs> A baby making. Give me five. No. You get in there. You start slow, right? And you slowly increase. Okay? Boom. All of a sudden, you got a bunch of little rugrats running around. Okay? <laughs> so if nothing else, just think about warm-ups like sex there you go <laughs> i'm not sure that's the way kyle wanted this to this go but gonna, it makes sense this is gonna scar a lot of people now they're gonna think okay i'm getting under the squat bar screw it all i'm just gonna go slow and warm up into the working sets i need to do and then they're gonna be thinking of sex because you just brought this up yes <laughs> well Sex and squats. Does it get much better than that? That's true. The two S's. I guess. Uh, and then you S's. add steak into that and whole uh, triple S. The trifecta of S's you ever need and want. 
Yes. So I guess in a roundabout way, what we're trying to explain here is your warm up and all of that mobility work isn't actually that important. And you can walk in there and just start getting to what you need to do. Okay. Now, if you feel like there's some things that you need to do, like Kyle, he's, he feels good about doing the McGill stuff. He feels good about doing the shoulder stuff. He feels good about doing some mobility work prior to lifting that gets him in the zone. You know, like if that is something that you need to make your workout more effective, then by all means warm up. Right. But if you're like me who can just walk in there and get going or say you're on a time crunch, I think the warm-up should be the thing that you take off. Mm-hmm. For and at, sure. the end, at the end of the day, nobody's bragging about their warm-ups. They're bragging about how much yeah. you can lift. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And this is, okay, this is for like, this is non-specific warm-ups. Yes. So like band work and hip mobility and ankle mobility routines. Yeah, like this cardio machine for getting, before getting on squats or something like that. Or yeah, yeah, getting doing 20 minutes on a treadmill before you go warm up. The, when you get under the bar, you need to load correctly up to your top sets. You know, two to three sets of just the bar, 135, 185, boom, slowly increase up to your working sets. But that is actually your specific warm up yes. for what you're trying to improve. So I yes. want to make sure want to make sure that's clear. Yes. So warm up is important, but it has to be it has to be specific to your training goals of what you're trying Correct. to accomplish for that session. So if you're trying to hit a big weight on the squats, you warm up on the squats. You don't warm up on adduction machine, abduction machine, uh, cardio on the treadmill for 15 minutes. Uh, what like duck walks? Just a bunch of other added stuff that will just make things more complicated. But at the end of the day take away from your goals of trying to hit as many reps as you can or the weight you want to hit on your squats for that day. Yes. And then if all of this just went over your head and you did, and it didn't make any sense to you, remember if you're going into sexy time with your wife, would you just get after it or would you activate your glutes for five minutes before you go to it? Boom. I think that makes total sense for people. Yep. Love it. This is, this was good. Sex and squats with Sam and Kyle. <laughs> Steak. Steak too. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this thing up. Kyle, you want to talk about Avalon? Yep. Q&As, all the new stuff happening. So listen up. <laughs> Avalon <laughs> is offering live calls pretty much every week with coaches. So guests like Ty and Francis that you may have listened to on this podcast We'll be talking to people in Avalon once a week. Well, Sam and I as well, and getting to know our members, but also helping you guys out achieve your goal in achieving your goals. So if you ever have any questions, you want to show us your squat for the week. You just want to talk about how you hit a PR for the week. Like come join us, right? We're having calls. We're talking about what we're all trying to improve on. We're talking about how we're going to make those improvements and how to get those goals in the future. So if you want to check out Avalon, go over to www.avalonsignup.com and you can find everything through there. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Ground Zero Fitness Podcast, and I hope you all have a wonderful day.